Hello, and welcome to episode 114. No, yes. Yes, we've done it. We've, we've got the number right. All we've got to do now is provide 45 minutes of content, and we're done. It's downhill from here. Job done. In, a, in an effort sense, not a quality sense. It's uphill in a quality sense, but for us... On our effort bikes, it's downhill. <laughs> I'm putting both of my hands in the air and carefully controlling the bike through subtle movements of my hips. Yeah, I can't do that. I've been cycling for a very long time. I can't do it. I love doing it. And you know what I love most about it? Just the fact that sometimes when people see you doing it, they get a bit freaked out by it. Because if you can do Oh my it, God, a ghost on a bike. <laughs> if you, especially if you sort of do the wobbly kind of movement with your arms as though they're doing something, but it's not connected to the bike. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, what, what is that purpose oh, of like this you're movement? making a, uh, re- a reeling in a fishing rod as you go. You go. Oh, yeah, is that, is that... <laughs> So you just tell that some people get really unco- like they go sort of you can tell some people just get really antsy and it's like it's not safe what are you doing it's not it's not safe and it's like it is it is safe I mean, I've seen cars veer off the road at the sight of <laughs> cyclists with their hands flapping in the air no I don't know I just sometimes you get people looking at you in a really disapproving way and it's like it's a reading quiet a broad road what was I? What? I tried to silently ask you if this if it was still recording after it's yes like, okay, it was just it was just um, going to sleep it wasn't shutting down don't worry okay. We're okay. The podcast's okay. You need to work on our silent gestures for checking things. <laughs> yes. Well, I, I actually got what you were doing at, but I decided not to respond to it because it, I thought it would just disrupt the podcast a little bit more. Was, oh, well, we've, we've, wrong. we've lampshaded this one. I did see someone riding no-handed down the road I used to love as a kid riding a, reading a newspaper. And it was... At the time, I thought it was cool, but as, a, as the ages have advanced, my, my sense of what is right and wrong... I think that guy was a prick. Yeah, that, yeah. That, basically there comes a point where, I mean, it's fine, but you've got always got to be ready to, when you need to, yeah. immediately put your hands on the on the things, Yeah, whatever they're called. Yeah, I guarantee. Going, your reaction time is going to be slowed down by the fact that you've got, you've got to hurl the newspaper above your head, go, what the, before grabbing onto the handlebars. <laughs> and then like, you cause all sorts of slapstick destruction in your wake with all of the newspaper yeah. blowing in the wind. it would be yeah. a little family of ducks crossing in front of your path that would cause you to veer off the road. Yeah, and like one of the bits of newspaper gets stuck on the front of a van and he crashes into a pane of glass. And no, then he crashes one... into an ice cream oh. truck that yeah. falls oh. over. Page three flies into a pram and a baby has his first inappropriate erection. <laughs> and then a woman who's just out of the bath opens the bathroom window whilst topless and at the exact moment that her nipples are about to be exposed, two ice cream cones with 99s splat have been flung them. from them, splat onto both her nipples. Yeah. Oh, I, I just want to make a carry-on film now. Can we do that? At least, Meanwhile. somehow convince people it's all right to do that now? Okay. Well, let's start. A van full of whiskey crashes into an alcoholic anonymous meeting. Yeah. <laughs> we could start by just emptying a... a flask full of fairy liquid into the washing machine and turning it on and seeing what happens over the course of the podcast work itself out <laughs> who's got a feature I ain't got the feature oh, well, that's not it. what I hear Steve I hear you got quite the feature well, I had the feature coming out of your arms. I've got a secret feature I've got a shameful feature Steve's shame feature Steve's shame. sad little feature sad little moist it's, it's, it's like the, the feature that marked the end of your charmed life. Yeah, a little bit. I'm going to save it. Okay, well, shall I kick off with my shit feature? Ooh. Shit then shame. Shit and shame. Shit and shame. What and mine's a shower feature. <laughs> We're all going to get in the shower together. <laughs> a shit shower shaming. 
That's my worst kind of ritual when you have to join hobby clubs. Um, right, yeah, so basically, as you guys will know, there was a big event in the world of kind of terrorism um, about a year ago. 9-11. Yeah. No, hang on, no, that wasn't 9-11. That was, that was before last year. Technically, there was a 9-11 last year. September 11 happens every year, Matt. <laughs> yeah, it's been me. Yeah. That's a good point. Really, I can't terrorists really lost <laughs> momentum with successive 9-11s, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, it's like yeah. a holiday. They really what? didn't keep it up. Yeah, you really had a brand going there, terrorists. You <laughs> had a brand going. They, they really dropped the ball. Yeah, they should have had more, more kind of a, more awareness, more consistency. The thing is, the government were expecting it because I'm sure they heightened security on the next 9/11. Yeah, it was like thinking, an anti-holiday. If they it? try and do it again, like oh, they are an obvious bunch. These terrorists. I mean, planes into buildings and all that. Uh, that would have been really good though if in like next year they said the heightened said we're going to really heighten security on 9-11 and then went wait a minute in the UK the date is reversed with month and day and, and it's one day before British 9-11 yeah. and they go quickly we've got to respond quickly and in an emergency fashion but it's somehow <laughs> slightly too late well it's kind of very convenient that London's terrorist attack happened on 7-7 which is unambiguous yes you can't go yeah so actually if anything if terrorists are going to have a terrorist day where every year on the same day every year they do something that's big like to celebrate then 7-7 would be better because there's less opportunity for confusion yeah so if you are a terrorist you're listening to that then we recommend that you do that but to be honest if you were going to do that you probably should have done it a while ago because you've really missed the boat with that stuff also so. it means yeah, you can only New Year's do it. Eve's good as well but New Year's Eve on a millennium would be good and you've missed 2000 New Year's Eve's been really popular like with stuff like Die Hard and stuff they do yeah, always Christmas do it. it's a great time Look, for that you stuff. can only do it in the first 12 days of every month yeah. So it means the second half of every month, people safety, relax. Are, yeah, it? you can't terrorize people like that, can you? By giving them half a month of safety. <laughs> That's true. It's just not effective. No. But anyway, what happened? Uh, <laughs> what happened? Uh, <laughs> That's the saddest no I've ever heard a boy say to himself. <laughs> but there was, a, there was a big issue, obviously, because um, because of all of the stuff that happened at nine eleven with Bin Laden and stuff. Uh, we had uh, whatever happened to him eh yeah I know right where is he I haven't heard from him in ages Um, what happened then was we had Richard Dawkins trying to get on a plane with some honey Honey. and he got the honey taken off of him where's my honey yeah that's what he tweeted I'm Dawkins I want my honey that's that's what he he put it up on Vine it was a video of him doing that exactly that I'm Dawkins where's my honey (laughs) it was Weird. <laughs> you can't take my honey. Not before I unscrew the lid and have one big palm full of it. <laughs> he should have done that, you know? Then maybe he would have been happier. Maybe the sugar in his bloodstream would have stopped him from going on the terrain that he did. Yeah. But unfortunately, maybe he was on to something. Because the thing was, a lot of people mocked him at the time for comparing the fact that he wasn't allowed honey on planes as oh, being a direct cause. He well, did say the terrorists. He, kind of, he yeah. kind of said that it was a direct cause of Bin Laden was that he now wasn't allowed to take just a small jar of honey with him. Yeah, the man is a living jar. joy. I mean, you know, the 50 mil rule for small... I mean, you know, you get small toothpaste, you get small shampoos. It's the system. Well, at least that's what it's I thought. It's also a fruit and veg thing as well, isn't it? You can't just bring... You can't. Honey... What if what if it's incompatible with the bees? I've on more than one occasion been caught trying to smuggle a courgette through the air. Mm. <laughs> oh. mm. say, oh, I'm sorry, I must have fallen asleep. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> You're just bragging about 
<laughs> the size of your penis. Every time he does that, I look to his penis groin and see if he's only saying it because yeah. he's currently got an erection that, <laughs> I, that I can look at. <laughs> it, just, it just wants to be noticed. <laughs> and it, it sends the blood to my brain, but it sends the blood to my brain with a specific message. Talk, Talk about, about me. me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you leave, but only if you tell everyone how good I am. P.S. Send the bud back. I need it. <laughs> I need it. I want to do things. <laughs> when you are asleep, you will surprise people on planes and trains and automobiles. Um, wow. No, so... Spans all three forms of transport. <laughs> it does. No, carry on with the features. Basically, um, since then, there have actually been a lot of changes. So at the time, I thought it was just silly and flippant, but actually, it's, it's ended up he was right. There's been a lot of stuff that's happened since the incident with the honey. For instance, I was doing some research. Did you know that you're not allowed now to take bees on planes either? So even if you... If not you even a bee in a jar that you nope. need to sort of revive three hearts. Yep. You cannot fill a jar with bees or a suitcase. You can't keep a bee in a matchbox as a friend. No. Well, if you do, then you're going to have to be very sure that no one finds that because otherwise it's not getting on the plane, Steve. Not even a bee on the end of a cocktail stick that you're pretending is a lollipop. No. Not even a bee on a length of fishing line attached to the tail of the plane so that it can fly behind you. That'd be okay, I think, but you'd have to speak to the people who control the plane to see if you're allowed to do that, and they might not let you do that. But it's not on the plane, so I don't see why not. I don't have a problem with that. You have to speak to British Airways. Not even a bee that you've jammed into your taint and now you're walking around on tiptoes like it's flying and lifting you up a little bit. You could probably get away with that. Yeah, they they don't really check your taint very efficiently on planes, I find. (laughs) It's the best place to smuggle a bee. Human taint. <laughs> Human taint. But also, um, you know, I think that's why, I'm not sure about this, but I think that's why they check your shoes now, they may take them off. Because you know you can get those shoes that like have the bubbles in them like for extra suspension. Each mm. one could contain... You could have a bee in them. A yeah. bee? <laughs> Living in the little bubbles. You know, like the... it's like a hive, isn't it? The platform shoes that have little aquariums inside them. Yep. You can also get bees... Absolutely. So you're not allowed bee shoes on the planes. And also, you're only allowed, if you want to take a jar of honey on a plane now, right, the only way you can do that is if you remove all of the honey from the jar, throw the jar away, and smear all of the honey from the jar on your balls and anus. Mm. But it's also important, it's pretty important that you just keep this quiet when you're going through the, the airport. Just don't mention it to anyone. And then, no problem at all, you can take as much honey as you want. Yeah. Well, so, a good, it's almost a good thing that bees aren't allowed on planes when that rule came in, because... As we all know, bees are attracted to honey, and mm, the last bees can't, they can't get enough of honey. They yeah. love eating. They, love they just eat it all up. They do. Mm, yeah, they are inextricably attached in my mind. So I can only assume they eat honey. Yeah, absolutely. And stupidly, a and man sting anything that the honey's on, such as the <laughs> penis and taint. Oh, the yeah. taint. Leave my taint alone. Hey, did I hit? Did I sort of, I preempted <laughs> Leave my taint alone. Oh, that's a very good, my favourite Pink Floyd song. Did I? Were you going to say taint? Did I? No, did no, I head you, off your taint at the pass. You didn't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> taint at the pass. You didn't. Didn't preempt my taint. No, taint was a good addition. I, I should have written taint. I would have done if I was if I was better. But oh, anus. It's the funniest thing going on down there. I would say it's yeah. funnier than an anus. If I was going to say taint and then someone else said taint before me, I'd be gutted that I'd have to turn on a sixpence and say bass instead I think I would have given up on the feature that's ruined thanks Log thanks for jumping the taint Um, the taint shark no it doesn't no anyway um, yeah so you can but they've even gone too far with this stuff really because if you look into it a bit closer that it's not just bees themselves because if you think about a bee I don't know if you've noticed this right but bee I will not consider a bee no 
<laughs> if you think about this, think about it though. I've done a lot for this podcast. <laughs> if you're asking me. <laughs> no, no, just think about it. Okay. Have you noticed that B is also a letter in the alphabet, which itself contains a B? Fucking oh. hell, that's the, how deep does this rabbit hole yeah, go? Precisely, you're not allowed to. And that's why, have you ever wondered why they say things like, Sir, we need to check your bag. B bag. B ag. B ag. A. B is a B. A G is silver. Silver bees. The deadliest bee in the world. Oh. Silver bees. So it's this fucking honey shit taking away our liberties <laughs> one spoonful at a time. And we also got like, oh, oh, um, sir, please can you take off that b bee belt? And that's yeah. why they want to take your belt off. Yeah. Right? Because it's just because it starts with letter B. How and, stupid oh, is that? Take off your bee shoes. Like Precisely. the aquarium <laughs> shoes that we just mentioned. Yeah. Why should... I mean, it's... It's, That's it's ridiculous. It's actually ridiculous. Mm. It's literally stupid. And also... Like, and what's the... What, what other B- things have a B in them? B-A? Yeah. Ah. Yeah, they should not That's... be allowed to do that as well, frankly. But like, oh, oh, sir, sir, <laughs> you can't... fucking airline, guys. <laughs> I know, right? I mean, they shouldn't get special treatment just because they're an actual airline. But also those things like, you know, sir, sir, I'm sorry, you can't smoke that blunt while you're flying the plane. Please be professional. The passengers can smell it and you left the cabin intercom on while you were watching Family Guy. So really at this point it's extremely obvious. And, I mean, the, like, and there's a bee. And there's a bee. There was a bee. <laughs> and there's a bee in the cockpit. Also you're not even allowed to take bombs on planes anymore. Because they begin with B. Because they begin with B. And end in B. Anyway, I thought I'd well, just cap this off by... <laughs> silent bee, which is the worst kind of bee. Yeah. That's, that's when you're trying to conceal a bee like that. You, in, you know you're up to no good. Yeah, oh. actually, if you are going to try and tape a bee to your taint, then a silent bee is probably the best option. Yeah, what they what hear starts it. with a noisy bee and, and ends, ends with, with a, a silent, silent bee. A suicide bee. <laughs> <laughs> Someone taking a bee on to the airport... The bees buzzing around going, what? Oh, B, be quiet. Actually, you actually create a riddle there. What starts yeah. with a loud B and then there's a silent B? B. A bomb. A bomb. It's not quite there, but with <laughs> work, we'll work on it, it could turn into being an animal-based riddle that actually is not. It's a word thing. There's something clever. <laughs> an animal-based riddle that is actually a word thing. Yeah. <laughs> and if you don't want one of those as your legacy, Steve, <laughs> I pity you. I, I, I are intellectual, innit? Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I thought I'd just end with better, because obviously it's, it's very frustrating for people. Like If you are also just a kind of renowned atheist arsehole, um, then these are some other things you can take on planes, because you're not allowed to take plenty on planes for obvious reasons. It's Pony. a terrorist threat. Pony. No, no, no. Things are similar to bees. Oh, okay. No, no. Similar to honey. Sorry, I, I said the wrong thing. You said you're not allowed to take up honey. You're not allowed to take honey up. Take up honey. Oh, I see what you've done there. You've made a pun. That no, was... I didn't. No. I just didn't hear you because you spoke bad. Oh, sorry, I speak bad. <laughs> I speak better now. Okay, so here are some things that you can take on a plane. You're completely allowed. Similar liquids, such as these. Bee bottom wonder spread. Sticky buzz jam. Hornet nectar. Wasp marmalade. Honey, I can't believe it's not Honey. Honey, are you sure this isn't honey? And honey, this is honey, isn't it, honey? Stop lying to me, you manipulative bitch. You wrote that on the on the bus on the way here. I did write it on the bus on the way here, yeah. Yeah, you can sort of tell. Won't somebody tell me where my feet has gone? My regular 
speaking of someone else who's not licensed to drive a car, Steve, your feature. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, my name is Steve. I and I failed my driving test. Oh. So fuck you. Don't hate cars. Fuck cars can just fuck off. I don't want to drive a car anyway. They're all fat slags. (laughs) (laughs) Nice guys of driving tests. (laughs) Yeah, give me a horse. I worked so hard. I worked so hard. I turned up with lessons every week, and now you say I can't have a driving license. Yeah, let me on, you fucks. Such fucking bullshit. What? Genuinely, what happened? can I ask? What happened, Steve? I mean, is it going to be too painful for you to relive the exact moment of your failure? It's not. It's just exhausting and technical and... How many miners did you touch? <laughs> I got no... <laughs> How many miners did you whack on the arse with a cane out of your window as you drove past essential reservations? I got no minor faults at all. My driving was immaculate. I just made two major faults. Major faults? Yeah. So but that's, that's great. Those are the kind of things that are easy to focus yeah. on and fix. So yeah. My driving was immaculate. I just made fundamental faults that could lead to the deaths of other people. Wow, wow. Oh, what the fuck? Get off the road if you can't stand the heat of my bonnet <laughs> on your face. <laughs> exactly. If you're really worried about death, you shouldn't be on roads. They're full of cars. Yeah. yeah. You could get... What's that classic phrase? You could get killed crossing the road tomorrow. Yeah. So don't ever leave the house. There's a reason I don't drive cars or go on roads. Yeah, there's a reason cars. I don't roller skate around in the middle of the world. Okay, Steve, what was it? What were your major faults? Right, so there were two major faults. One was was one a decision I deliberately made which turned out to be the wrong one. The other one was... <laughs> that you transformed the car into a robot. <laughs> This I did. I pressed, I pressed the button to transform because a war was breaking out between the Autobots and the Decepticons. <laughs> but it was too early. You needed to wait till the, the war was looking really bad for you yeah. to step in. And we were inside the car. You which showed meant... a poor sense of drama, Steve. You, you entered the fray at a bad time. Yeah. Um, so the first fault I made, this might be educational to people who are doing their driving lessons right now. I don't know. I don't know what worth you can glean from my failure. If you've actually, if you try to glean any worth from my failure, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I well, think it's good. I think no. it's good that you failed because you know I think it's it's like you know it gives. What's going to teach me modesty? Is it, Matt? No, <laughs> I am the best driver in the world, and the examiner doesn't know how to do his well, actually, fucking job. Actually, Steve, my point was nothing to do with you. Oh. <laughs> I thought it'd be, it might be nice <laughs> for the other people out there listening to podcasts. So in the future. If they fail a driving lesson, or not fail a driving lesson, I'm just stuck on really I'm just stuck on the word glean at the minute. I'm just the idea of loads of people out there gleaning. Yeah, at can... the precise moment that I say the word glean, they're gleaning, and oh, yeah, it oh, feels God. filthy. Yeah. Steve, what, what actually? No, tell, tell me the actual happened. decision you made. Okay, so I'll tell you the one that the, uh, the panicked moment that I had, the, the the instinctive mistake I made that I didn't deliberately choose to do. I was in the left-hand lane of a motorway in front of me. What were you doing on a motorway before we passed your test? You're not allowed on them. Uh, it wasn't a motorway. It was one of the fast 50 miles an hour roads. Was it a dual carriageway or a single carriageway? Do you know what the difference is? There's three lanes. Was there a central reservation? Yes. That's because it was a dual carriageway. This so is, This is basic theory, Steve. 
<laughs> well, I passed my theory test just fine. Well, I yeah, I only learned that yesterday <laughs> <laughs> on my on my classic. driver awareness course. That's classic <laughs> knowledge. Being like, oh, don't you know this? Yeah, thing yeah, yeah. Found out yesterday, from actually finding out to being a pompous cunt about it in twenty four hours. I'm still analog. One of the, I think all people who don't drive, they just say look, the the big roads where you can drive fast. That's a motorway. Mm, mm. Yeah, because you motor along it. Yeah, for a way. <laughs> for as long as you, you see come it. Off. <laughs> yeah, at the junction. So in front of me, I saw there was a, a taxi, maybe five hundred meters in front of me, maybe less than that. And then in front of, in front of that, there was a bus. And part of me started thinking, oh shit, is this one of those dual countries that has like a bus lane all, all along it? So I started thinking, oh maybe I should just move out to the to the middle lane just in case. And, and then I started oh, yeah. to see the bus indicating left that it was going to stop. And I thought, shit, that bus is slowing down quite a bit. Maybe the bus stop is it is in the lane and he's going to stop right there. And I'm going to stop quite... I'm, I would need to stop very quickly if it is. Uh... So I looked in my right wing mirror to indicate right and then move into the right hand lane. And there was a car that was coming up behind me. I put my indicator on, hesitated too long, and the car came up beside me, then went on the brakes to slow down again and let me out. And as this was happening, I had moved my car maybe a foot towards the right, towards the other lane. So he didn't brake to let you out. He braked because he perceived you were a dangerous hazard. Yes. (laughs) Yes. If you phrase it like that, Log, it makes me sound like a dangerous driver. (laughs) Did did you you glance left to your instructor and say... That, that won't count against me, will it? Because that's kind of what I said when I drove through a red light on my driving test. <laughs> well, apparently, if they have to use the dual controls to stop you at a junction, that, that's kind of a, a thing. Uh, yeah, it might count against you. You might get some points knocked off the score. So yeah, that... You don't need a perfect score to in life. Fuck you. The, well, the, the gutting thing was there was a little lay-by... That the that where the bus stop was, mm. so he pulled into that. I could have just stayed in my lane yes. and just kept going, and I would have been fine. It wasn't a bus lane; the buses just go in that lane, and so do the taxis because that's fucking with people who are trying to do a driving test. Yeah, I wasn't sure how to identify a bus lane when so you're in the, it. What was the willful mistake you made? Was it did you do a cool stunt? So the willful mistake is to do a cool stunt. It's my. It's just gonna be weird and technical for people who don't have any experience of driving well, I have to describe it in a weird way so I was driving down a road there was a, a side road on the right hand side so I needed to turn right and go down this side road the street was was quite narrow the car in front of me was also turning right there's there's a bit of traffic and that car pulled towards the middle of the road to allow cars coming from behind to overtake and continue along the road yes, while yes. we waited to turn. That's considered. I'd probably right. do the same. That's. I I thought, yes, that is what I should do. But it was just after pedestrian crossing, and the road markings were such that it branched out into a V-shape, the, the road markings, and there were diagonal lines going across it. And I thought, that, mean, that means don't... Don't stop in the middle of the road. Do not move to the middle of the road here. These road markings were, to me, saying, don't, this is not a place for you to wait to turn right. 
you need to either turn right or sit in the road oh, and off. wait until you can turn right. And the road markings were worn out where the car in front of me was waiting. And I thought, oh, I think he's made the mistake here. You shouldn't be parked on top of those lines. They look like bad lines that you shouldn't be on. So I waited until I could turn. A car behind beeped as I moved away. So, oh my god, it sounds like you're taking your test in a really fucking horrible area. Well, London, why do you take it in, yes. Why do, you take, yeah, why do you take your test in Sleepy Arnold in Nottinghamshire? So that's what I'm thinking now. Why don't I just go book it in the middle of fucking nowhere and do it? It's there? not a bad idea. It used to be a thing uh, that people used to do it in Scotland, in the Western Highlands, mm. because it used to be that you could get a Scottish driving license and it would be fine in England as well. They've kind of changed it now, but it used to be this one place you could go where it's basically like. Can you drive change the car the roads are really hectic and panic no, inducing. It, it was just like, can you drive it forwards? Can you reverse it? Can you turn left and right? Yeah, done. Like, because it's like all you really need to do is like just be able to drive it down roads, and that's but, it. Like, apparently, I've got bad uh, lane or lane behaviour or something like that. Lane something, and if that can be a serious break, that's a serious fault. Just holding up the car behind me for like five seconds. I, hope I told them right. that, that, that they had bad lane behaviour. Yeah. 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 Fuckers. And who, the, and who the fuck beeps their horn at someone who's having their driving test? I mean, honestly, I mean, very serious now. You should have got out of the car and said that. And had this little yeah, altercation. If, if I'd known that I'd failed what, that. And, and when the instructor says, the get back in the car, says, oh, fuck off, I've already failed. <laughs> I've already I failed. need this off my chest. <laughs> yeah. Who the fuck do you think you are? I've, You've been delayed by 10 seconds. This is I paid £160 for the lesson. Right, I'm getting into your car. Test. I'm getting into your you car. You forfeit your car to me. Ah, oh, Steve, what, <laughs> Then just drive it into your test car again <laughs> and again. There's an alternate reality where, like, where just as it's happening, the tester says, says to you, oh, you know, this is, this is bad lane behaviour, and then you just flip, get out of the car, Shout at the person behind you. How's this? Turns into a fight, and then you get, and then they drive off dejected. Then you get back to the car, and they turn to you and say, "Steve, I'm sorry. This was I was wrong. That was rad, lame back. That we hired. That man has been hired. He's an actor, and you just passed the test. Yeah, the the, the real test. test. So now you get like a secret driving license that most people will never even see. Double driving license. We're going to laminate your paper segment of your license, <laughs> sir. Yes. And we're going to give you an A4 sized wallet to oh, carry it around in. That means if you ever get any points on your license, you can wipe it off with an oily rag. <laughs> well, it it yeah. holds up to 72 points. It's that big. Um, oh, but imagine yeah, you can do whatever you wanted way. for ages. Generally speaking, actually, having been driving around, doing lessons for like two months now, and having the fucking cone on top of the car. Drivers are you dunces cap for cars. <laughs> Drivers are fucking aggressive in London towards people who are learning, clearly yeah. learning how to drive. There's a classic version of that thing that I did earlier. Like you, you learn something one day and you're cunt about it the next. Drivers, all drivers are cunts yeah, about, about their ability to drive. It speaks to an insecurity. I mean, because I, I think you pointed out that I don't want to psychoanalyze you, but when someone says something like motorway and they mean dual carriage rate, you pointed that out so aggressively because you hated the part of yourself that didn't know it. No, it was just because it was so fresh in my mind from my own humiliating experience about driving that I thought, I know, I'm going to use this as a weapon because it's a similar... (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough, because you know how much it can embarrass people. Well, yeah, they said... What was yours then, Log? Do tell us. Can we have a feature seg? Segu? Segu? Or, or is still... it pronounced seg or segway no. or sugui? I think it's segway. Yeah. Need to go for a wee. We'll be back soon.
with the second half of this double-ended dildo feature. Shit it back into my ass. Seamless segue, seamless feature segue tune, effortlessly fluid podcasting. Und now, where were we? And now, in the winter of our discontent. It's is my baton taking feature. Hoist my baton. I'm going to hoist Steve by his own baton. Oh. And, um... Hoist your say, <laughs> say, well, you're not the I'm only one. I'm allergic to your baton, Lord. Oh, well. It's your baton. I'm hoisting it from you. Have, have oh. you ever hoisted your own baton underneath your belt <laughs> so people don't notice? Have you ever hoisted your own baton in the pale moonlight? <laughs> um, yes, you're not the only one who can't drive safely, Steve. I got done for speeding. Guess how fast I was doing in a 30 mile an hour zone? 36 miles 36. an hour. 36 miles an hour. Oh, it's a, thrill, a thrill-seeking speed <laughs> that will get me from A to B in a superior time. <coughs> but unfortunately, it's against the law. What? And for that, I had to pay the price. <coughs> this fucking baton, I swear to God. Yeah. <laughs> you need to get the baton out of your nose, Steve. <laughs> First the fucking bees and now the fucking sp- Beading, this is bullshit. Blaton, and yeah, it's well. Well, do you know what happens when you get caught for speeding? Get a slap on the wrist. You should have your license taken off you and given to a policeman. Comes round your house, hands you a letter, says, "I'd open that quickly if I were you. It's on fire." And you have to open it up before the the damp the contents are damaged. And it says, "We're going to prosecute you in a really sort of like threatening way." Now it says, "But wait." Maybe you'd like to consider some of the other options, like yeah. going on this course hmm. in New Allerton. Oh, what's New Allerton like? Maybe prosecution would be less harsh. There's no PC Worlds there. Mm, I'll go for prosecution, please, Bob. PC Speed, the Speed Police. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Where in the world? PC Speed. And actually, he's a person, not a location. I was re- once really. And he moves around, so it's, it's very hard to find him on sat now. I was reading a copy of the magazine that at the time I was writing for PC Zone. Yeah. I was reading it on a bus. Yeah. It was the new issue that we had just finished. And yeah. I was excitedly scanning through it for all of the mistakes that Richard Cosgrove had left in. Yes, he did insert some incredible mistakes. Two girls on the bus in front of me said, We're in the world, PC Zone, and started giggling to themselves. And I was like, and he went, that's not funny. We all thought that would work first. Fuck off. Yeah, it doesn't even fucking scan or rhyme. Well, it does scan, actually. <laughs> it scans perfectly. But it doesn't rhyme. <laughs> Fuck you. There's a van in... Um... It's, not a, it's not a joke, though. On its own, it's not a joke. No. There's a van in Nottingham that says, there's a similar kind of thing. It says, I got 99 problems, but a flat ain't one. Cavendish lettings. And like, it's just like... Flat doesn't rhyme with bitch. And do you really want people to be thinking the word bitch when they read your advert? Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, I'm expecting the word bitch. No, it's a flat. I mean, do you get a lot of custom from bitches who just read your van? Yeah. It's, it's a, yeah, mis- just mm, stupid. Yes, well, well done, Cavendish Lettings, for fuck you. <laughs> oh, is it a, a flat? Eh? Well, I was thinking like a flat tyre. No, no, it's Cavendish Lettings. They let flats to people who like rap lyrics yeah. referenced in their van adverts. It's like one of those really like misadvised things where people have really boring jobs 
get a mild opportunity to inject some of their creativity into something and immediately latch on just, oh, I love hip hop. Let's just, can we can we do something to do? Like, oh, can we use a little from the Jay-Z thing? Let's do that. Because mm. we all love hip hop and people will like it because it's like, they're like, this is my chance to be a human as part of my job. And of course, the truth is, estate agents can never be humans. And it's sad, but also, you know, fuck they, them. They should have, uh, fuck the police. Fuck, two bedroom fuck. flats available <laughs> for 250,000. Fuck the police. They're not relevant to your housing needs. Come to Cavendish Lettings. <laughs> yeah, that works, that one. Yeah, yeah. Ante up. Get that fool. Kidnap that fool. Well, on the King's Road. Is that we actual rap number of, It is, yeah. It's a great song, Ante Up. It's at times like this when I really wish I knew more rap lyrics. You'd know this one. There was a, a very amusing video with Bert and Ernie from Sesame Street singing along to it. And uh, yeah, it's it's great. I'd recommend it. Check I just it out. heard that one where the girl from Lazy Town is singing about getting dick or something like that. So it's a fun. When thing. is she ever not? Is, is it Little Wayne? Little Wayne? I don't know. Little, anyway, little Wayne. <laughs> and that concludes <laughs> all of our collective knowledge <laughs> on rap music. Well, anyway, I drove to. I didn't. I was driven to New Orleans. And um, do you know what you learn? at a driving awareness course run by AA Drive Tech. Try and frighten you into slowing down. No, apparently they've done some um, research on that. Apparently shock tactics don't work because you think, well, that'd never happen to me. Fuck this. Didn't I tell you that the other day? Yes, I'm no. throwing it back in your face. <laughs> it seemed more natural than waiting for you to actually pipe up, Matt, because you were taking a drink at the time. Fair enough, I just wondered. <laughs> I just wondered if I was going mad like one of those Matrix cat deja vu moments. But then carry on. Yeah, so what they do do instead is they'll just tell you some do facts. Do do. <laughs> what they do do on a diving question. AA do do, please. I just, I'm just um, talking there. Do you want to cheer? Because yep. Stuart's arrived. Hello, Stuart! Stuart, we're nearly, nearly, nearly done. Nearly done. done. Hello, readers. Hello. Hello. That's Stuart. Oh, that was a. Heartwarming interlude. But what do you what do you learn? What do do you learn? Well, first of all, they ask you what the consequences of speeding are. You get your destination much much quicker, shorter journey times is the number one. Yeah, I mean, they have to acknowledge that is one of the side effects of speeding. Well, they try to convince you that it's not. They try to say, yeah, but you just bung up the roads a bit more, and everyone gets there slower in the long run. I think. That doesn't particularly hold water. If everyone drove an uninterrupted 70 miles an hour from the start to finish of their journey, everyone would get there well fast. Yeah. The second one is a brief feeling of precious transgression after a a daytime of just blindly following the rules. (laughs) Well, they think it was an act of rebellion, you going 36 miles per hour. No, no, no. This is logs realistic. This is what what you get out of speeding. It's just a moment, a brief moment of trivial, but... In your life, it feels precious. Just transgression. Mm. Really, yeah, because you don't get many opportunities to frighten. Well, women it's with not. It's that feeling of being naughty. Because maybe some people being naughty is like swerving towards someone on the pavement and then sort of swerving back again, so they can go, "Oh my god, oh, he's just brilliant." Maybe it's just brilliant. Oh, it's him again. Are any other consequences of speeding? <laughs> I, I sometimes do this thing where... I've just started doing it recently because I did it once and it was really funny. Um, if you're at a train station or something, 
and you're waiting, you're walking on the platform, just like lock eyes with someone <laughs> and then start walking towards them really seriously. Yeah. And there's something happens in people's peripheral vision. They just go, they, they flinch and they look, they look at you. Yeah. Like they're, they're frightened and they think you're coming for them. And, and then you just go, ooh, and you just walk away. That's the thing. So you, you lock just, eyes with them, but they're not looking at you. No, you, you stare at the back of their skull. Oh, people know you're staring at them. You sound like this is like a game that everyone's played. Oh, well, of course it is. You have to be in the peripheral vision. And oh, if you okay. walk towards them, something about you just coming directly. I think directly I out. meant they're already looking at you, and you just lock eyes with them, and no. they start Pe- strutting towards them like a deadly peep. People know when you're staring at their thighs because they're wearing shorts that reveal their hot thighs. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Yeah. So, um, what? Are, okay. What, what other kind of things uh, are the consequences of speeding? I don't know. Feeling cool, maybe? Is that simple? It's it's analogous to that. Dilation of time. It makes your girlfriend's hair whip around really sexily in the Mm. seat of your convertible car. Yeah, while you smoke cigarettes and listen to records. And it also lets the kids, if you've got kids and you're speeding with kids in the car, it lets them do that thing where they put their hands out of the window and put their wrists up and down like that. Like it's a jet pointer. And they get... the first experience of being in a jet stream and they, they begin to develop an understanding of aeronautics. So yeah. they might be a pilot or a spaceman. There are hundreds of upsides to speeding. Mm. So what and are not, the downsides, not, Well, let me come up with another upside first. Anyone you hit while speeding will be knocked clear of your vehicle, allowing you to speed away <laughs> without running over them again. Yeah, maybe even speed more. <laughs> maybe you can speed more after that. Well, yes. Yeah. Well, you have to to get away from the scene of the crime. Yeah. Mm. Because there's nothing more traumatic if, if they wake up from having been mauled by a car. No one wants to see they, the car. They don't want to see the car no. that hit them. That's the last no. thing they want to see. Trigger warning. That's yeah, the guy who ran you over. Absolutely. Content warning for my car. <laughs> yeah. You want to wake up at a crime scene. You want to wake up 100 metres from the crime scene. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe having been flipped down a bank. <laughs> And um, finally, you um, just increase a little bit more in mass, if my understanding of physics is correct. Which is nice. Yeah, it's like... Makes you feel buff. Yeah, it makes you feel a bit heavier, top heavy, in the pecs. It's like, yeah, yeah, forget protein shakes. (laughs) Why not try breaking the speed limit? There's um, another question there. Oh, hang on, if it increases your mass, right? And like, because now our muscles work, it's all about breaking the muscles, rebuilding them. What happens if you speed whilst drinking loads of protein shakes? Do you retain the mass? Or perhaps you have to break really hard, or, or... Accelerate whilst drinking them. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not sure how physics works with protein. I'm pretty really. sure that, that's worth investigating, though. I think if you slow down, you'll be buffer than your twin. Yeah. Who was standing still the whole time. <laughs> we need to do some tests. I'm going to get a top scientist gab onto that. I think you'll find some very interesting things. Well, you should get uh, Deborah in R&D to look into yeah, it. Yeah, she'd be good as well. Is Deborah in R&D now? I thought she was in kind of more HR. She's moved from HR. Really? Yeah. Well, oh. you know, Sandra's in HR. I think it's. Ah. I'd love to see Deborah's CV because she's she's very versatile, but I'm not sure she's doing a very good job in any of the roles we've given her. <laughs> she does seem to be moving around a bit rapidly. It's oh, not a good find career sign, I think, if you're not in one job for too long. It's well, in this this modern economy where people move jobs every two years. It's true, but changing careers that often it just makes me wonder that maybe she isn't competent enough for the roles that we have been giving her within our company. Is who is, actually? Which one of us actually gives her these jobs? No, is no, she self-allocating roles within our company? It's, it's Brianna Sander, in, is it? in management. <laughs> oh, of course, yeah. Come on, Lord, keep up. <laughs> Another question they asked in the um, in this seminar, this four-hour process of being told things that weren't quite as obvious. And actually, one thing I actually did find out before I take the piss again was that really, if you 
drive at 30 miles an hour and there's someone so far in front of you that you could have stopped in time. Yeah. If you were driving at 38 miles an hour, you would have hit them at 26 miles an hour. And that is fast enough that they would rocket into the sun. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's like that road safety ad with a little girl who's all crumpled in the road going, if you hit me at 36 miles an hour... This is me, this is, all crumpled up and fucked up by a tree. Yeah. And then she goes yeah. and reforms herself. It's and then like she's a little 30. bit, she's a bit bruised. Like, if you hit me at 30 miles an hour, yeah, it's not so bad. So if you hit, if you hit me at, And if you hit me at 20 miles an hour, she starts grinding on the bonnet <laughs> <laughs> to Mr. Boombastic. <laughs> <laughs> so you better hit me at <laughs> Five and like you might get some money for kind of you being framed. <laughs> hit, hit me at five miles an hour, and she sort of bangs angry on the bonnet and goes, "That's not hard enough. I want <laughs> only twenty, twenty <laughs> to give my hips the motion they need." Oh, imagine that! Like the fucking <laughs> hips are a perpetual motion machine, like in a science fiction novel. Once they start, it's Mr. Bombastic forever, and eternal energy for the whole planet. Don't you want that? You fucks! <laughs> just run down more children. That's a takeaway. Let's get a takeaway. Get a, go and get, a takeaway. <laughs> get it delivered in a car. <laughs> they, a question they asked as well was like, when are you less likely to speed? Now, this is a question I didn't understand why they were asking. When you're not in the car. Well, and the, they give us like the five answers, which was like outside a police station, outside a school, um, over speed bumps. And it's just like, I don't get the point of this question because the truth is like, you're less likely to speed up a fucker of a hill. When you're driving around looking for whores. (laughs) When when you've got jugs full of primary coloured liquid water in the back seat and you've been told by a mad bomber that he'll blow up your school (laughs) if any of them spill to combine to form a secondary colour. And also um, when you're driving along a really sticky road that's out of a nightmare that's a really basic analogy for a, a fear of a lack of progress in your waking life. Do you get those when you've been driving for a while? Sticky road <laughs> dreams? Uh, no, and I've always had sticky staircase dreams, but I imagine that if you're, if you're more car-centric in your dreams, you'd probably have a sticky treacle road dream. I st- well, I started having car dreams after I started learning how to drive. Ah. Which is ob- obvious enough, I suppose. Meet me on the sticky staircase is a brilliant euphemism. Mm, sounds like Hitchcock. Hitchcock. <laughs> Sexy Hitchcock. The sticky staircase. It is. <laughs> I can't... Honestly, think what well, will be the Hitchcockian element of that film? It's just been varnished. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, and there's some evidence uh, on but it. But by whom? Oh, at least... <laughs> the murderer. Ah. Why would a murderer varnish a staircase? Find out in episode two of the Sticky Staircase. Sticky staircase. Radio Four. It's an episodic Radio Four drama by Hitchcock. <laughs> yes, I'll take that. Oh, well, that was. I mean, that, the questions they asked were stupid. Apart from the fact that I learned some serious things, like that. Did you actually? Thing. Did you? Did you come away from it going? Well, I learned. What I've really just done is paid a hundred and sixty pounds to a private firm so that I didn't get points on my license. Well, that's the thing. What the most interesting I found out was the kind of people who go to these things. And one person who go who is always in this room was he wearing shades and his hair was slicked back permanently because of all the racing that he's done. He was about. 56, he had a grumpy, bumpy face, and he was sat in a, it was a, not a comfy chair, but he'd managed to make his body complete, it's like he was planking 45 degrees in a, in a kind of, a pose of really aggressive nonchalance with his arms folded across his stomach. Oh, and when they asked, I've seen her a few times. Yeah. And when they asked, um, why is it you think you're here? And he went, 
to make the government a bit of money, yeah? Oh, and, oh, 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 oh. You've seen right through us, haven't he, you? He walked into a trap there because it, apparently they've got they've got an inbuilt response for that. I mean, oh, what is it? So, oh, in that case, how come the government... Because the man who did it was quite a, a bit of a feisty fella. In that case, how come the government's just uh, giving up money to for you to be here today, has he? Why, why is the government sort of paying, taking less money for you for you to be here? How's the government... How, what was the sense of that? Well, he said... Because they could have fined him, is that what it is? Well, the fine, he said, was £100. And this right. course was £92.50. That... That's a good point, yeah, because they have to no, pay somebody to do the course. That would have held water if the fine wasn't £60 and the course £92.50. Ah. But, but I mean, does the fine come with points on your licence, though? Yeah, yeah. You say money... It, well, uh, bleh, it's okay. becoming boring bogged down in detail now, but, but basically, the, that was the only time that I saw the man who ran the course angry that day was responding to that one person. Oh, you must get a lot, though. Oh, yeah. of course, yeah, I mean, that's yeah. what everyone in the room... There's like 30 people in the room. We were just all mentally multiplied by £92.50 as another person entered the room. We go, yeah, yeah. But that guy, he got... I almost He's expected cool him to get asked to leave and get told, no, you you don't pass this test. Yeah, because I'm sure you have to be signed off by the man at the end, right? Well, he has to say, to this pass person passed the test. To pass the test, to you have to drive you have slowly. To... <laughs> <laughs> prove <laughs> that you can drive prove a car. Prove it. Slowly. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> there's, 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 no there's no driving element. To pass the, um, the course thing, you have to just be there from the beginning to the end. And all that involves is not getting asked to leave. <laughs> which is like, oh, right. That which sounds is, like a rubbish school. And you're not allowed to shout, fuck off, at any time. That is... That really? No-no. That's a huge no-no. Maybe you know? Is he making you're not, you're himself... Not allowed, you're not allowed to sort of... I, don't, I think even if you started miming getting your dick out... What then, about if you finished eating Even if you haven't got your zip down what and you started you... Like, miming pulling your dick out, they'd probably ask you to What leave. about if you finished eating some Pringles? You know, when you finish eating Pringles, you eat the bits at the bottom of it, right? Or the crumbs, or the like, mm. shards. What about if you like, you just chug the shards of Pringles down into your mouth and then you took the Pringles tube and just put it where your knob should be and just suggestively kind of stroked it whilst going... Like, sort of like giving the and eye then, to the instructor. And then let the shards trickle onto the top yeah, of the Yeah, like you've tube. actually sogged them up in your mouth a bit and then they fall down out of your mouth onto the top of the Pringles tube and then you, and then you go, oh, and you pretend you've just spunked the Pringles tube. Would that be all right? I think that would be fine because it's not vulgarity. No, it's not really, is it? Because it involves crisps. That, that, well, yeah, what, what's vulgar about crisps? I think what, the only way they'll kick you out is if you make a negative contribution and um, not being silent and eating crisps... It's fine. They're, they're considered neutral contributions and that won't get you kicked out. What if you did the classic thing that we used to do in school of just humming? Just going... Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Because they can never tell who's doing the humming. <laughs> and they demand, everyone open your mouth right now. That brings now. me on to the second go, kind of person there. You can't make us open our mouths. That's against was, the law. <laughs> there were so many crawly swaps there that someone would have grasped you up. There were loads of people there who were like, he was asking rhetorical questions like, why, you, you drive too fast, you might hurt someone. This isn't what he said. And you don't want to hurt someone, do you? And about three or four people dotted around the room and went, no. As then like, no, oh. I don't want to hurt I think they're going to get let out early on good behaviour or something. Like, if, yeah. if you behave really nicely, you go, you guys, you can go, you've clearly learnt your lesson. Yeah. I mean, it would have been horrible being in a room where he said that and everyone just sat there like that. But it's even worse being in a room where people are trying to fucking crawl up his ass. Oh, God, it's yeah. It's not going to get you anything, is it? 
and get a gold star. Well, then you're. you're, you're oh, well, then you're super allowed to carry on driving. Yeah, in fact, you're allowed to speed. Yeah, yeah, you, you paid so much attention. I think you're so aware of the dangers of speeding <laughs> yeah. now that you can. You can, you can probably speed quite professionally. <laughs> I do wonder how those people ended up there, though. If they're not doing the cool, cool action of having that brief moment I, of breaking rules, oh, no, no, then they're, they're straight back in there being like, yes, sir, I'm sorry, sir. It's like... I bet there's the kind of people who they cheat all the time as soon as they're caught they're really sort of remorseful like, no no there are some, some people there I mean the, the remorseful ones were probably the ones who were going yeah yes no sir sir but there were some ones who absolutely refused to admit that they'd done anything wrong and they said that it was the government's fault for changing the speed limits on roads that they drove down a lot wow and it's sort of like there was this woman saying I, this road I drive down and it changes from 40 to 30 to 40 again I don't understand it I mean what's the point in that it just makes no sense and the, she's the, right though it doesn't make any sense well, well allow me to be the instructor oh, for a moment yeah, and say, right, say the reason that happened is probably that someone got killed there or maybe it was identified as an accident hotspot so they reduced the speed limit that doesn't sound like they've used evidence based science to really determine mm. her yes, response let's to that was yeah but it goes 40, 30, 40 so I don't see the point I, mean, I, don't, get, I don't get it I mean like what am I supposed to do slow down and speed up again well she, she <laughs> <laughs> just repeatedly go from 40 back down to 30 again well, and back up to 40 constantly all the time when do I stop do I just go up 40, 30 all the time now is this the new normal yeah so I won't have it <laughs> yeah do I reverse down the road or what yeah <laughs> what do I do about roundabouts do I go around them left now right now what the fuck <laughs> they keep changing the rules how am I supposed to know yeah, oh. she didn't listen to that man's argument as flawed as it was and the, there was another man who said the perhaps the most coherent argument as to why speeding isn't a problem. He said, well, there was an accident down the road. There was four lads. Um, they all got killed. And I read the police report and they said it was nothing to do with speeding. So what's the problem? It was the <laughs> guns it, or something. <laughs> well, I just, he looked Stamps. really satisfied after he'd said it. And he, the woman... He's provided one example of a car A car crash that wasn't... That wasn't but because it killed four people, obviously it's four times the evidence. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the the woman people. presenter, because there was two presenters, or what are they called? It wasn't a TV show. <laughs> <laughs> and I won. And that <laughs> I got a brand new car. And Zoe Paul was there, and she said, "I done really yeah, I well." Door number three. <laughs> it's another speeder. So um, yeah, she she said quite rightly. Well, no one ever suggested that all accidents were down speeding they're just that they're a major cause they increase the like danger of them yeah because and, physics and, but this it didn't her arguments bounced off this angry old man's face and he had one of those strawberry nose faces so you can tell he probably drunk drove as well oh god but that, at that point I was just looking at the woman instructor because she was like Olive off on the buses and I don't know if young people have ever even aware of on the buses never but, even heard of a bus Olive, yes. Is it like but a fax on, machine? Ever since a child... <laughs> these these fax machines you keep going on about. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. Shut up and answer my faxes, <laughs> goddammit. <laughs> um, yeah, Olive from the Buses was just sort of a, a dowdy woman who was bullied by her husband and my heart always went out to her as a child. I was thinking like, oh, I'd be nice to you if you were my mum. But she wasn't even a mum because Arthur and like... Olive would go, ah, well, far. Arthur would never have sex with her because she was repulsive to him. And I, I was oh, just building oh. this sad scenario about this 
and my instructor thinking, like, I just, I just, I like you. I, I just wish you had a boyfriend who treated you with such reverence that you'd feel sort of like empowered to go out in a really ill-fitting shirt. Oh, hang on, you are wearing an ill, really ill-fitting shirt. Perhaps you have got a nice boyfriend. Someone's Because you must be fucking brave, because you look like shit, woman. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you're you're happy in the rest of your life. That's the only reason that you're walking around looking like a fucking idiot. Yeah, you (laughs) look like that. You've got lank hair, but you carry yourself with confidence. I don't understand it. You've you've got that confidence, because the rest of your life is good, you fuck. (laughs) How come you've got the confidence that I lack when you look like that? Uh, Having said that, my heart goes out to you. I love you. <laughs> Olive from on the buses. And I wish I'd been born unto you. Yeah, yeah. So that I, I could have been a son who would love you. Yeah. As it is, though, stop telling me things I feel like I should already know, because it makes me angry, because I should. I feel like I should already know them. Are you talking about Olive from on the buses? Or the, the instructor woman? I feel bad. I've just been... They've blended into one. <laughs> I've just been complicit in just joining in with hating people I've never even heard of, mm. <laughs> um, which excites me, but also makes me aware that I'm a bad person. And uh, finally, I was there with my cousin and my aunt, who also got done for speeding in the same period of time. And, the old uh, blind family. Oh, I'll tell you what you are. Uh, You're fucking blithe to the dangers of speeding. It's true that, although there were three different surnames there because my family's not oh, intact. Oh, <laughs> I love that that more than I should But what are they? I'll make puns out of those as well. Come on. <laughs> Bring it on. I don't even know that. Seven and Davy. Seven miles per hour above the speed limit. That's what was good. it? Davy. You'll be, you'll be going Davy Jones' locker if you, if you drive too fast yeah. off a pier. Oh, let's come back to that one. Davy, yeah, Davy bastards. Yeah, but anyway, my aunt, when they asked us what are the consequences of driving, I sort of, I did actually write, I thought they'd want us to sort of say the good and the bad. So I just wrote down reduced journey times and death, <laughs> thinking I'd go from one extreme <laughs> to the other. And my aunt looked at me like I was being openly cheeky and she laughed out loud and I spent the next five minutes in a state of like, naughty giggle mode whereas if anyone said any word like flatus or made a squelching sound I'd have burst out laughing and had to hide <laughs> under the table the problem with driving tests is as soon as you've, as soon as you've got a driving licence you're kind of like alright as long as you don't do anything really bad it's, yeah because you'll never to get them but once you've got one yeah because you'll never have an examiner sitting in your car again no unless you're married to one so it's sort of in a which joke case that... you must be very sad because as far as I'm concerned examiners are fucking horrible sour human beings who, sound, they sound like who yeah. relish in sticking to the rules but yeah. the thing is, you know what they get paid per fail that's what I heard yeah. they, they have to fail at least 20% so they just make up bullshit about you yeah and he was he was so friendly to me when we were starting off made me feel all at ease and oh it's just because you didn't suck him off <sighs> and I then, think it's an outrage that Steve a talented young hot young driver who's literally never failed at anything I've turned failed. my hand to he's, that, he's that's it this is the turning point in He's your life, He's confident, Steve. he does everything well, and yet Log and his degenerate family are speeding all over town, yeah. and they're just... All I love they're it, they're just me, my aunt, and my sort of cousin just speeding down and a motorway rods. With, our, with our trail, primary coloured trails, sort yeah. of forming a maypole dance down the motorway. Yeah, like Tron bikes. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if it's hereditary or a social issue, but your entire family, Log... Just repulsive car abusers, yeah. and and you just have to sit there for a few hours, and you just get the all clear. You're out in your way. He works. His, he bleeds his heart out. Steve fucking works so hard. I'm yeah. going to Only drive to into Steve's away. face sooner than you know. <laughs> I I've 
for as long as I've known, I've only ever tried to do things I've been fairly confident I'd be able to be successful at. And things that I think I might not be able to do, I never even bother trying to. And to be humiliated in such a way by this man. Ugh, of all the genders. <laughs> the gender you are find attractive. You are find attractive. You just knew that it would hurt yeah. you. Also, it was. I don't think that a, a, a an examiner should make you feel disheartened by. He said to me, "You terrorised that man in the other lane." He used the word, "You can't terrorise people in other lanes using your indicators," and that I felt very disheartened after that. Just tell me I've failed. And that's also indicative of the cheapening of the word terrorism in modern society <laughs> would you what would you hack my emails to monitor my lane changing behaviour <laughs> uh, the Al Qaeda <laughs> yeah you could have just called harassment I mean terrorism is a bit of a leap yeah yeah you um bullied no even that bully's a cheapened word as well did you fly out to the Middle East to take part in a cell of, of other people so you could learn how to effectively drive in a way which frightens British drivers Steve is that what you did I think you scumbag it's maybe what I did <laughs> That's it for episode 114 of the the bad, the bad speaking episode. The podcast where nobody can. <laughs> just wrap it up there, right? Should we do that again?